Hi everyone, welcome to the You're Not My Therapist podcast. Today we are talking about one of my favorite subjects, something I know very well, unfortunately, and um, it's the imposter syndrome. I wanted to talk about it because I feel like we are a lot uh, at the moment to experience imposter syndrome. And I feel that everyone in their life at a moment or another will experience imposter syndrome. So if you don't know what it is, well, imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which a person dubs their accomplishments, their skills, or the talents, and as a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. So basically, it's just a totally rational and healthy feeling or self-doubt and fear that everyone experiences. False. <laughs> That's not true. And it's not healthy at all. It's, you know, that feeling where you're constantly worried that people will find out that you're a total fraud and don't actually deserve any of your accomplishments or success. So it's not like you have any real evidence to support those feelings. But hey, when is evidence when you can just live in a constant state of anxiety and self-doubt, right? Um, but imposter syndrome is like, it's like that one annoying friend who always shows up uninvited and ruins your party. It's the Debbie Donor who says things like, are you sure you're qualified for this job? Or, you know everyone else in this room is smarter than you, right? What I find so fascinating about it is that it just can affect many people, like I said. And regardless of their level of success or, or expertise, it's a feeling of self-doubt and inadequacy that can undermine one's confidence and ability to pursue opportunities and reach their full potential. You know what I mean? So even if you're a well-known and very respected neurosurgeon, you can have imposter syndrome too. So these are people who have achieved great things and yet they still feel like they don't deserve the success or that they will be exposed as frauds and everything. So even in the face of external evidence that contradicts these beliefs, even after 11 years of study, it's crazy, isn't it? Brain is so fascinating. <laughs> In my case, um, I'm a perfectionist. I always have been. And I noticed imposter syndrome can be fueled by perfectionism. They go hand in hand. Like, we feel like we have to be perfect in order to prove ourselves, you know. And social media totally exacerbates this feeling because it make, it make it easy to compare ourselves to others and we feel like we don't measure up. 
And even if we know that social media is often a curated highlight reel and it's not an accurate representation of someone's entire life. Another aspect of imposter syndrome is that I can, it can manifest in different ways. Some people might have a fear of failure and be hesitant to take on new challenges, while others might downplay their accomplishments or attribute their success to luck or external factors rather than their own abilities. So it can impact how we interact with others, particularly in professional settings. It may cause to shy away from networking or to struggle with asserting ourselves in group situations. It can also lead to anxiety and stress <laughs> as people worry about being found out or not living up to their own or others' expectations. But it can also have physical symptoms like headaches, stomach aches, or even like sleep problems. It's so crazy. <laughs> uh, I like to talk about it because I find it so crazy. Uh, I think personally that imposter syndrome can be really a thing when, when you're like a nipple baby, for example. You know what I mean? Like in this case, people tend to remind you every time that if you're where you are, you if you succeed in something, it's because your parents or your family did the job first, right? And if it, you're not, it was just an example of things I saw. But anyway, what I mean is sometimes it's really just your brain, but sometimes it can be caused by other people. So many people are so mean on the internet and in the world. Like... I guess I just mean that people can be the cause of your imposter syndrome because people's opinion can have a big weight on your life and on how you see yourself. It's so weird when you think about it because even, even if you're doing something like you're a singer, for example, and you keep saying that you don't care about people's opinion, but if people keep saying that you're not good enough, you'll end up believing it, no? I don't know, but it must it must have an incidence on your self confidence if if nobody or a lot of people doesn't like what you're doing. Imposter syndrome can also be compounded by factors like such as discrim discrimination, bias, or negative experiences in the workplace because. For most people, work have a big place in their life. Like you usually liter literally spend five days a week to your workplace. It's insane. And I read that, for example, um, individuals who belong to underrepresented groups may be more likely to experience imposter syndrome due to the added pressure of feeling like they are representing their entire community or facing stereotypes and biases that question their abilities. So I think getting support and feedback from others can help you gain um, perspective and build confidence. So in my case, I know I like to talk to a friend or to my therapist about my insecurities, but I'm so insecure sometimes that I just can't 
organize cities. Uh, I just can't ask them or talk to them, like directly. Like <laughs> I look for ways to be reassured, but without asking directly. You know what I mean? That that's a thing I'm working on, by the way. But I'm not good at it. <laughs> but but when I don't want to bother other people, even the one I pay for listening to my shits, I try to make a list of the achievements and the skills and knowledge that I have gained over time. This is supposed to help me see that I have earned my success and that I am capable of achieving more. But my twisted brain tried to say to me I had helped to to achieve my success. So I guess it doesn't work all the time because I still feel like a bad counterfeit of what I want to be. <laughs> but a thing I started to do every day is challenging negative self-talk. That means when I catch myself engaging in negative self-talk or that in my abilities, I challenge those thoughts with evidence that contradict them. And I try to never talk badly about myself, like there are enough people who are already doing it, so I can avoid doing it to myself, right? Even if I don't like myself at all. So I just try to trick my brain by saying how oh, brilliant and sexy and beautiful I am. So yeah, I guess I just try to be kind to myself and recognize that Everyone makes mistakes and experiences setbacks. Also, my therapist gave me some homework the last time I saw her. She told me to take action, to take, um, to take on new challenges and opportunities, even if they make me feel uncomfortable. That, that's the point, I think. Because by pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, you can build confidence and develop new skills. And imposter syndrome just hold yourself back from pursuing new opportunities or to avoid taking risks. Well, it's been three months now and I didn't begin, but I'm working on it, so we'll see. I guess I just, I guess just moving from my home country to UK was the first step, no? <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a good exercise because it will prove myself that I can achieve something. But also maybe the fact that I put myself out of my comfort zone would just give me confidence and magically cure my imposter syndrome, <laughs> I wish. No, really, but it would become a sign of growth, like a sign of pushing outside of the comfort zone and taking on new challenges. I know it's difficult. I know it. Because imposter syndrome is like a sneaky little monster that hides in the back of your mind and whispers nasty things to you when you're not looking. It's like having a tiny, annoying creature who constantly f tells you that you're not good enough and that you're going to fail. And with time, you like this little monster and you don't want him to go because it's just comforting even if it's also frightening. You know where I'm going to? <laughs> but don't worry, you can kick that monster to the curb. Tell him to take a hike and remind yourself of all the things you have accomplished. Celebrate your success, even the small ones. Like finally 
learning how to make a decent cup of coffee or getting through a tough workout. workout. <laughs> and if that little monster keeps popping up, just give him a silly name like Steve or Gerald. <laughs> and imagine it wearing a funny hat. You might even start to find it amusing rather than intimidating. Keep pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and taking on new challenges. And eventually, that little monster will get tired of bothering you and move on to bother someone else. Because just like you would tell that monster to get lost, and you can also tell your imposter syndrome to take a hike. Right? Put on your party hat and celebrate your achievements, no matter how big or small. Dance like nobody's watching, because they are prob probably not. <laughs> and remind yourself that you're just as qualified and deserving as anyone else. And if that monster keeps showing up, just pretend you don't see him. Focus on the good stuff and keep moving forward. Eventually, they'll get the message and stop crashing your party. <laughs> Remember, imposter syndrome is just a feeling, and feelings can be changed. So don't let it ruin your fun. Keep showing up and putting in the work, and eventually you'll realize that you're not an imposter at all. You are a rock star. <laughs> well, guys, uh, that's a wrap for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. I hope you had a good time listening to me, even with my accent. <laughs> I like to, to hear your opinions too, so don't hesitate to send me what you think about the topics we talk about here. Uh, and if you like the podcast, don't hesitate to subscribe and feel free to leave us a review. It always helps. Also, don't forget to tune in next week for another episode of the You're Not My Therapist podcast, where we'll be exploring another topic related to mental health. And as always, you're not my therapist, but you'll do. <laughs>